in, well, a lot of places. You can open your Bible to Romans chapter 6. Let's pray. As we look into your word, you really have an opportunity. Uh, I don't even know if I want to put it like that. Lord, I just hit here. This is my heart. Thrill us. This is, we're looking at thrilling things. So just, you know, give us a, a portion for sure, Lord, but you know, take us opportunity, Lord. This is a divine appointment. Here we are. We could be a million places, but we're here at this place, at this time, to hear your word. And I pray you would just take this opportunity to just tell us what we would, you would have us to know. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Valentine's Day. And if you guys messed up, I warned you last week. So, um, you know, if, uh, if you're not born again, today is a really good day to get born again. It's the day that I was born again in, two, in, in uh, yeah, 1980. So, you know, you can do the math. It's 41 years ago that I've been saved. And Sue came up with a card, happy birthday, happy Valentine's Day. And I was like, what is I was reading another thing, and that is so strange. And she didn't manufacture it. I mean, she actually bought one. Them people at Hallmark, they're crazy. Anyway, so I, was, uh, I enjoyed that. Um, and uh, you, do anyone care about, does anyone want to know the verse that it is for me? Now, of course, I get saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you're saved, that's how you got saved. Uh, does anyone want to know the verse that did it for me? Okay, we're in Romans chapter 6. And a friend of mine was just sharing the gospel with me. He said, you know you're a sinner. And I was, yeah, yeah, uh, tell me something I don't know. And he said this verse. He said, in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. And I thought, like, because I grew up in a religious household, and I thought, like, that's very probably true. He told me I was going to hell, and I thought, like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. He said, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's what the verse says. And I said, wait, wait, what? Eternal life is a gift? You mean I don't have to earn it? Because the Holy Spirit was working on my heart, and I thought, like, this is changes everything. Because I was on that... That, that perpetual wheel of religion, like that you know gerbil running around and not making any headway, a lot of energy, but not getting any closer to God. And like, hey, stop trying. Receive this free gift. God's gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I was all like, well, yeah! <laughs> do I get to sign up? Do I get to, you know, what do you need? I, here I am, I'm ready. And it was a, a couple days after he had, shared the gospel with me I prayed and I received Christ into my heart and that was February 14th 1980 so if you're not born again I invite you to share a spiritual birthday with me but we're in Romans so like as long as we're in Romans now listen next week we're back on track we're going to start chapter four we're not going to get very far into chapter four chapter four and five unique in all scripture and we're not going to rush right through it next week we'll talk about the rapture specifically in other words Revelation 4, 1 and 2. But right now, I'm going to recap the seven churches. And I want to start in Romans chapter 8. And Romans 8, and we'll, we'll go to verse 31, and we'll read through the, the end of the chapter. What shall we, what shall we, 
then say to these things, if God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Please, somebody say amen. Let's focus down on verse 37, because this is I just wanted to give you context for verse 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors, through him that loved us. Uh, give me the next slide there. Um, that's, that's the verse there. And man, she's got mad ups. She must be wearing Nikes. And I'll show you why I think that. The phrase from verse 37, more than conquerors. Let's focus on that. This guy is so excited, he got a tattoo of it on his on his. Uh, now, I, I would say that's very biblical. Go get a tattoo. That's the Greek, Cooper Nike. Uh, um, it's not the Greek. It's the English approximation of what the Greek would sound like, okay? So he's got it tattooed right there so he can see more than conquerors, you know, all the time. You say, I'm averse to tattoos because I don't think that's biblical. We'll write it on there in, like, a Sharpie, Okay. Adam, you can't tell people right on their arms in Sharpie. What if they're allergic and it gets all red and blotchy and stuff? Well, you can complain. My email is uh, present at whitehouse.gov, and I'll be sure to receive that. Uh, don't get a tattoo. Don't write it. Write it in your mind. Get this in your heart. Because we're going to go through. See, what I've done in the past is I went through all the overcomer verses in chapters 2 and 3, to him that overcometh. And then I would go back and say, oh, by the way, this means you, and I would show you the verse, but I, wanted, I don't want to do that. I want to do it like this way. This is what it means to be an overcomer. Hooper Nikeo, okay? It means you're a super conqueror in English. That's what, that's what the, the, it actually means, okay? You're a super conqueror. Now, in, let's look at another verse. 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. And the verse says, who is the overcomer? I think this is NIV. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, when we read it in Romans, now we're reading again in 1 John. Because when I say overcomer, and you're thinking, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, nobody's gonna stop me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna huff and I'm gonna puff and I'm gonna, you know, screw up all my courage and my energy and my stop, stop, stop. It's like salvation. It's a grace receiving. An overcomer, this verse says, 
This is, this is, this is he who's an overcomer, who's ever born of God, overcomes the world. Same word, Nikhail. I'll show that in the next slide. This is a victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our struggle, our... No, relax. God's got this. Who is, who is he that overcomes the world? Who, but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Any questions? I'd like to address them now before we go into the verses that talk about what it means to be an overcomer. Because I'm going to go through the seven, right? And I'm going to say, okay, this is Ephesians, this is the good, this is the bad. Take the good, take the bad. Jesus is talking to us. And then this is the him that overcometh. And I want you to say, when I say, this is him that overcometh, you don't have to say it right out loud. You can just murmur to yourself or say it in your mind. You can say it right out loud. You can jump and shout and do a handstand and say, hey, that's me, because this is you. And now when I go through overcomings, I want you to understand, God's talking to me. And now this changes everything, doesn't it? Because I was going through it and says, oh, okay, to the overcomer. And you're thinking, what is that? You mean like i got to excel, i got to go past everyone else? I gotta... No, you got to believe in Jesus Christ. That's what the verse says. And give me the next slide. That's the, that's the uh, Greek, and that's the English approximation, kale. Like I say, Nike sneakers, right? Victory. Overcoming. I, I don't know how to say it. Man, they market well. You got to admit, okay? Put a little swoosh on everything in America, practically. And and what are they, what are they now? Like like eight hundred dollars like per shoe. It's crazy money. But but if you put them on, you will have mad ups, and you will just your game is like three hundred percent better. No question about it. No question whatsoever, right? Um, but I just want you to understand. We're talking about the word that he who overcomes is the same word that we read in Romans chapter 8, super conqueror, and in 1 John 5, 4 and 5, overcomer. It's all the same word in the Greek, okay? Now, there is an adjective, super overcomer, in Romans that's not in the others, but I want you to understand it. It means the same thing. You're overcoming with plenty to spare because you're trying real hard? No, because you believe in Jesus. I want us to understand that. I don't want us to get past that. Because if you look at all these overcomers and, you, and you're thinking like, oh, well, you know, this and that, then maybe somebody else. No, no. Again, say, this is me. He's talking to me. This is what he wants me to know. Okay, let's get into it. Ephesus, okay? Ephesus means darling. The church that lost its first love, darling. It's the apostolic age church. Uh, and the good. Verse, we find that in verse 2 and verse 3. And I know your deeds, your labor, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate those who are evil. And you have tested and exposed as liars those who falsely claim to be apostles. Without growing weary, you have persevered and endured many things for the sake of my name. And also in verse 6, but you have this to your credit. You hate the work of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Um. Nicolaitans, what's that? Nicao, conquer, laity, the people who conquer the laity. I would say this is like a priesthood, not the priesthood like the Aaronic priesthood who stands between God and man to, to, to pray on behalf and sacrifice on behalf and bring God and man together. This is that extra layer of like 
you know, you can't really even have a relationship with God outside the outside the priesthood. That kind of priesthood. Like, I got this really great relationship with my bride of 42 years. And if somebody says, well, you can't talk with her unless go, you're going through me, <laughs> forget about it. That, that ain't... That ain't happening. You, you all understand that because you, you got spouses as well. You said, that's not even going to happen. Um, it's when Jesus died, and you remember the, 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 the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. God showing the way into my presence is, here you go, come right in. And, and there are veil menders. Ostensibly, that veil was mended, and, and they went on with their ritual and stuff like this, where God said, said something through the death of Jesus. I'm accessible. You can come straight to me. You don't have to go through an intermediary. Well, so people showed up at Ephesus and said, yeah, well, we're the, you know, the apostles. We're the ones you have to go through if you want to get through Christ. And the people at Ephesus said, uh-uh, that ain't happening. Wrong answer. And Jesus hates that. The only thing in Scripture that in the New Testament, Jesus says, I hate that. And you're commended for hating the things that Jesus hates. I hate that. I hate that. I, I grew up in a system like that, okay? And it was Jesus, God. I always believe in God. There's never a day in my life where I can remember I didn't believe in God. But he's way out there. He's kind of not available. He's not handy. He's bugged at me. And I got to do religious things to earn his favor. None of those things were true. And if I had a had anything to do with him, I had to go through his intermediary. Jesus, I hate that. Wow, I'm born again. I hate it too. What's the bad? I have this against you. Have abandoned your first love. Now you're talking to a room full of people at the Ephesian church, or you're talking to people who love Jesus Christ. It's not. He's not saying. You hate me now. It's the first love, the, that that espousal love. That you know what it's like. You know, you know how your you, your spouse might complain. Hey, you don't bring me flowers. You don't sing me love songs. You hardly talk to me anymore when you come through the door at the end of the day. You know that. You, you, it was we couldn't wait to be in each other's presence. You know, she got a notebook and she, you know, put her first name and my last name and she wrote it 173 times and she was all obsessed with me. And now she's like, uh. Uh, no, not not her. I mean, a, a, a spouse. Okay, I'm just. We shouldn't make it. I always do that. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> Whatever you want for dinner, honey, I'll take it anyway. Uh, okay. Now, look, but you know how it is. It was so. It was magic. It was incredible. It was intense. It was all you thought about. And then it's kind of like, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, you know. And I hear like. Guys talk about their wife, and they might as well be saying ball and chain. It's just the attitude that exudes there and stuff. And on some level, they still love each other. But that's not what Jesus wants to settle for. He, he doesn't want that. He wants like that red-hot, intense, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. And, and you, can, you can do that. It's what you put in front of your mind, what you put in front of your heart, what you put in front of... The thing that you... Uh, spend all your time with you can be obsessed with wizard of warcraft or any kind of game or whatever if that's all you do all the time and that's all your your whole life about that's going to become our heart is an idol factory i've seen this and i just 
you know, I pray, Lord, keep that intensity, that that first devotion, that fire, that I don't, I don't want to be accused of this. And so, you know, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, right? What's the overcomer? Okay, so the overcomer, to so the one who overcomes, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you say, this is me? Did you? Because this is this involves you now. This isn't some, you know, uh, you know, on a scale of one to ten. You know, Adam's probably on a good day, probably an eight or something. And this one devout over here, they're ten all the time. And I'm probably like a three or four. No, 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 no. This is you. You get this right. This is very important now. Jesus, hey, to you, this is what I get for you. Okay, this changes. This is a game changer, right? To the overcomer, to the one who overcomes, I will grant the right to eat from the tree of life in the paradise of God. Is that a good thing? Well, one, it puts you in heaven, okay? Unless you've got real long arms and can grab a piece of fruit from hell. And the tree of life, we understand, it's got 12 manner of fruit and it bears every month. And is that like 12 fruit a month or one of, like a fruit of the month? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Is it like a papaya? Because I think they're awesome. Or apricot? They're like totally good. I don't know any fruit I don't like. I love fruit. Fruit is good, right? We love bananas and we love fresh pineapple. Is it like that? Is it like a pear and you bite it and all the juice is just dribbling off your chin? Is it like that? I don't know. It's good. I know God knows how to bless us now. Um, the leaves are for the healing of the nations, we'll find out in chapter 21 or 22. This is like, this is, this is absolutely a good thing. Is this all we'll eat in heaven? No, I don't think so. Heaven's a place where you can eat and eat and eat, and they have all the most taste, tastiest food and no calories. Jenny Craig's not a name that they even know in heaven unless she's saved and she just happens to be there. Nobody's doing any diets. Nobody's doing any vegan, paleo, none of that stuff. Is it all good for you? Yeah, yeah, God knows how to bless. You ever think about taste buds? Totally. Cadillac. I mean, they don't serve any function except enjoyment of your food. Cows eat grass, and they're amazingly large animals. Think about it. We could be on the side of a hill eating grass like some big old cow, and the cows say to each other, hey, come over here, Fred. This grass is amazing. You know, they, they do that. It's just grass, right? It probably tastes like grass. And God's given you this, these things called taste buds, and then he's giving you garlic and onions and like Louisiana red hot sauce and and what? And are we, are we all hungry now? Can we take a break? We'll come back and we'll finish this up later. Oh my goodness. Is God good? I, I'm just saying. I'm gonna give you so you're in you're you're in a paradise. You're walking down uh, Glory Boulevard where it comes by Alleluia Way there. And right at the corner there, there's a, I don't know any of that, right? There's a tree of life, and you, you have access to it. And there you are. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let's go on to the next one, Smyrna. It means myrrh. The name Smyrna means myrrh. And I put this at about A.D. 100-ish to about A.D. 313. You said it's a pretty exact ending date, because that's when 
a man named Constantine signed into law the Edict of Toleration, also called the Edict of Milan, where it was no longer okay to persecute Christians. Apparently, say some, he had a Christian testimony, his own self. He became a, a convert to Christianity. Don't know how true that is, but it is fact that he put an end to persecution. So AD, I say, because even before AD 100, I'm working in round numbers, there was persecution of the church. Read the book of Acts. Paul says, you know, AD 100. I, I didn't live to see that, but I, I died as a martyr for the faith, as a lot of Christians did. But that's when everyone, the whole, everything was against Christianity. The whole church of Jesus Christ, the entirety of the church of Jesus Christ. People don't believe in this historic narrative part of, like, the churches, like, through the ages. But I think these seven churches are the church throughout all time. Um, and people say, oh, that's just a Western view. I beg to differ. We don't, there's no Western church. There's only the church of Jesus Christ. It didn't start here in the West. It started in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. And it went through its different, and about AD 100, all the church was suffering. Um, remember, um, John wrote this from the Isle of Patmos. Why was he there? For the testimony of Jesus Christ and for the word of God. We're told in verse one, in chapter 1. Because Domitian, the emperor, the, the Caesar at the time, sent him to the Isle of Patmos because he was a Christian. So persecution was the norm before that, but at this time, persecution was everywhere. It was rampant, and people were trying to stamp out Christianity. Did it work? No. Will it work in America in 2021? You watch. You watch. The, when, the, when the going gets tough, the Church of Jesus Christ is purified. Um, probably less people but stronger in the, in the, in the real, the, you know, the cream rises to the top. Uh, Smyrna, the good. I know your affliction, your poverty, though you're rich. He doesn't have much to say good. He, he, he's, these are very brief. These, um, so he says, this is what, what you, th I, I know, I, I see everything that's going on. You think you're poor. Oh, no, 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 no. You're rich. Here's the bad, what he says about Smyrna. OSHA had a cricket chirp sound effect. Why does he say nothing bad? Because when you're persecuted, like I say, all the bad stuff goes away. There's a purification that happens. I think that's going to happen. Is do you feel like you got a target on your back? You know, Isaac had that that the uh, that the symbol. He lo it looks like a happy face, kind of sideways a little bit. If you see a, a or a playing the cajon there, it, it, it's, a, it's an N in Arabic or something, and it means Nazarene, and it identifies us with, as Nazarenes. It's, it's in the, a lot of places in the world, it's a sign of like, it's like that yellow star of David they used to make Jews wear during World War II. It's like that, we're identifying as, uh, whether you wear the shirt or not, don't worry, they're going to find us, who, the, who we are. They're going to persecute us. I think they'll try. What'll happen? And Susan talked about this at length. I don't want to scare anybody. I don't really want to get anyone. She says, I don't want to go to a re-education camp. <laughs> Neither do I. I don't want to go to prison. We were talking about a business meeting last. You know, we were talking about some of the money. Well, Kyle said, we got to save some money here, over here, to get you bailed out of jail if it comes to that. And I thought, like, you know, it might. It might. I don't want to go to jail. Will I? 
for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hate speech, to be sure, in the new administration. I say homosexuality is a sin. It says so here in the Bible. (gasps) That's hate speech. You're a hateful person. I'm I'm not. I'm not. I've always felt the same way about homosexual, uh, homosexual activity. It's always been sin. How do you feel about homosexuals? Love them like Jesus does. Always. I've never changed. Now, that's hateful. Are we going to be persecuted? We're, me and Susan, we're talking about this at length. Hey, brace for impact. What are you going to do? There's no guarantee. I, I don't know what's coming. I, I know this. I'm signed in for the long whatever. Come what may. If we get arrested and get thrown in jail, I'm just going to do prison ministry from the inside. I've determined I'm not going to punk out. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to walk it back. I'm not going to try to rewrite history. And all that stuff that's out there on the web, the things I've said, well, I'm going to try to, no, well, you took me out of context. I didn't say, no, no. I'm, I'm, we, we're, we're saved for such a time as this. Come what may, I do not care. I am not going to blush to speak the name Jesus Christ. Smyrna Church tells me Jesus is very okay with that church. He says, hang out till death. And and then he has a promise to the overcomer. To the one who overcomes, verse 11, will not be harmed by the second death. Now, I have to explain that just a little bit, okay? So let's go back to Revelation chapter... Okay, chapter 20, verse 11. It's called the Great White Throne Judgment. If you're there, you're sunk. We're going to find out everyone at the great white throne judgment is condemned because they're judged according to their works. You don't want to be judged according to your works. You're going to be judged according to what Jesus did on the cross. You say, I'm, I don't believe in Jesus. Oh, that's unfortunate. You're going to be judged according to your works and it's not going to come out well. I'm going to read from the Word of God what that judgment looks like. I saw a great white throne, him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was no, uh, and there was found no place for them. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book which, which was open was the book of life. That's your name. You're born again, right? Your name has been in the book of life since the foundation of the world. Really? Yeah. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Is that good? <laughs> you read, No. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man, according to their works. Well, that's good. That's what I want. You don't want that. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Read here. This is the second death. Now put that in in your brain. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You name the book of life? Teflon. Praise the Lord. This is so cool. Uh, your name's not written in the book of life. You judge according to your works. And what's the outcome? And death and hell will cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. He promised at Smyrna Church, you're not going to be hurt by the second death. In other words, when that, that great white throne judgment rolls around, guess where you're going to be? Not there. You're not You're going to be hurt by the second death. Everyone in front of God who gets judged out of the, according to the works, because I think people believe that. Well, if I do more good than bad, who does that? But the other part about it is, is think this all the way through. What about the bad you've already done? What are you going to do about that? Well, I'm going to make restitution. Yeah. You know, it's that old Tennessee Ernie Ford song. Remember, 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older, deeper in debt. If I want to be judged on my works, 
I, the best day, I'm getting more behind her than I'm getting closer. I mean, that's just all there is to it. You don't want to be judged according to your works. You want to be judged. Take advantage of what Jesus was judged 